From the Mount Sinai Health System in New York City, this is Road to Resilience, a podcast about coping with adversity. I'm John Earl. It's August, time to take a breather and work on some new episodes for the fall. So in the meantime, we're re-releasing one of our most popular episodes. This is from last summer. It's an interview with Jordan Feingold. At the time, she was a medical student. She's now an MD and a resident in psychiatry at Mount Sinai. Even at the time, Jordan had been working in positive psychology for years, studying it and teaching it. And so in this episode, she shares three techniques from positive psychology that are proven to improve well-being. They are evergreen, and even if you listened last summer, I think you'll enjoy a reminder. I certainly did. So here's Jordan Feingold. Enjoy. So what is positive psychology for someone who might not be familiar with the term? It is a scientific discipline. It is, you know, an empirical, observable science that uh, is all about the positive side of the human experience. So uh, we study things like optimism, future-mindedness, resilience. So not just, you know, not suffering and getting rid of depression, but, but the state beyond that, which we define as well-being or human flourishing. So it's not just about moving someone from sick to well. It's about moving them from well to Great, essentially. Exactly. I want to move now to where we are right now uh, with mm-hmm. COVID and the pandemic. And I was wondering if you could share with us a few techniques or a few strategies from positive psychology that anybody could use to help them yeah. during pandemic times. Of course. So a big part of positive psychology is about positive interventions, which are intentional activities that are aimed at cultivating positive emotions, behaviors, and thoughts. One that I love is called the three good things or the three blessings exercise. And this exercise is all about just noticing positive things that happen to us during the day. And so we say that every night for a maximum of five days, you don't have to do it any longer than that. Um, But a lot of people actually end up doing this every day because they love it so much. Before you go to bed, just think about three good things that happened to you that day. And you don't stop there. You also think about, and you can write it down too, why those good things happened. And what, what starts to happen is that you realize that normally when good things happen to us during a day, we don't really think twice about it. We're wired with this negativity bias that is a remnant of our evolution that makes us overvalue the negative things that happen to us. So it takes a lot of mental effort for many of us to actually think about the positive and and feel it as, as saliently as we feel the negative. So by doing this exercise, it really helps us notice how when we start to pay attention to the positive, we can really end up savoring those things and and, and not letting them just pass us by during the day. Hmm. I love that. I think the, the why is so important because it's not simply counting your blessings. It's also understanding why things happen so that you can replicate them. Exactly. And often when positive things happen, we think like, oh, it's because other people made them happen or I'm just lucky or, you know, I was in the right place at the right time. But really often the positive things that happen to us happen because of things that we do to make them happen. And it helps us get into the mindset to be um, take more ownership and take give ourselves more credit for the good things that happen to us because often we do play a role in those things. So what are some examples? Have you been using this recently? 
Yeah. So we we were doing this when I was with my roommates during the pandemic and just really simple things like, you know, we made a delicious dinner or and we made it because we, you know, we planned out the the recipe beforehand, we set a time, you know, we we planned to be together. Um so that's one example. Um It sounds like the why often has to do with planning. <laughs> these days when <laughs> Yeah, everything just feels so nebulous. I think I think that's something. I mean, just being able to plan and and take some control over the situation, which otherwise feels like we are losing so much of the control. I think is often driving a lot of the positivity that I'm experiencing. What's another exercise that's been on sure. your mind recently? So actually, this is something we're doing with all of the second year medical students next week, and it's all about character strengths. So a big piece of positive psychology especially when the field was first really developed back in the 90s and early 2000s, was this whole notion of character strengths. And it's, it's all about the, the common character strengths that are, are present in all of us across um, cultures all across the world. So there are things like appreciation of beauty and excellence, bravery, curiosity, love of learning, um, just love in general, the ability to love and be loved, kindness. Um, the list goes on. There are 24 character strengths that are inventoried. And then the exercise is every day for a week to use your top strength in a new way. So for example, if you know my top strength is appreciation of beauty and excellence, the question is how can I apply that strength in a way that I'm not currently applying it now? So maybe it's like I'm going to take more nature walks or do more museum tours or watch a film and appraise it with a friend. Um, and, and the idea is using our strengths rather than you know, focusing on our weaknesses, which is often our, our inclination to do as human beings, um, really helps us to feel a sense of ownership in our lives. It increases our well-being. Um, and there are many research studies that have shown that people who have done this exercise using a new strength every day for one week had greater happiness and decreased levels of depression up to six months later. It sounds like that's the sort of thing that you could do in a group right? You could do in pairs at home. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone at home can go to the organization. It's called VIA, V-I-A. There's a website called viacharacter.org. And you can learn more about what the, what the strengths are. You can actually take a quiz that um, you answer a bunch of questions. It takes like 20 minutes. And then it, at the end of that test, it gives you a rank-ordered list of your 24 character strengths. And the, the top strengths, like the top one or two that you score highest on, we call those your signature strengths. And these things have pretty, you know, strengths are dynamic. They certainly, you know, can change over time. And we use different strengths in different contexts. And, you know, maybe I'm really high in humor in my personal life, but I'm less inclined to use humor in my work. So things like that. So they're definitely uh, context-specific and malleable. But the idea is that when we have a pretty good sense of what our top ones are, which are like the ones that are really core to who we are and our identities, we can we can use those in our lives in more creative ways to help us give us a sense of mastery. To And we could even use them to help bump up some of our lower strains. Amazing. Let's do one more exercise. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's so, so many. Another one that I've been teaching my students, and we're doing this one with, the, with some pediatrics residents next week also, um, is called savoring. 
And savoring is about deepening and prolonging positive experiences. So again, like that negativity bias I talked about with the three good things exercise, we often just let the positive go. So savoring helps us really deliberately, mentally prolong the positive experiences. So Savoring can happen in the past with reminiscing about past positive experiences, you know, spending time looking at old family photos and really deepening your experience, getting back into what life was like at another beautiful time in, in the past. We can savor the present moment, things like drinking a delicious glass of wine or having, you know, a dessert, a homemade dessert or a piece of chocolate or even like taking a shower and, mm. and like lug, the, luxuriating in a warm bath. And we can savor in the future too, anticipating positive experiences that, you know, I think that's really powerful right now. We may not know when they're going to happen in the future, but, but really anticipating a life after this pandemic where we can think in as many details as possible um, what we see ourselves doing in the future. And say, I mean, I love to savor. I think it really helps me be more present in the moment and um, it's, just, it's just really powerful and it's fun. It's a form of stopping to smell the flowers. Exactly, exactly. And it sounds like you could combine this with uh, the three good things. Totally, totally, yeah. These things are really, like, they don't fit so cleanly into just, like, one exercise. Like, there are so many ways you can do it. And, and positive interventions are not necessarily one-size-fits-all things. You know, some people may really love to savor in the moment, but it's just, like, the idea of sitting and writing down three good things that happened at the end of the day just, like, seems too burdensome. And that's totally okay. We can, we can mold these to work with our values and what we are most interested in doing and what fits into our schedules and our routines. Jordan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It is totally my pleasure. That was Jordan Feingold. Again, she was speaking to us last summer. She was a med student. Now she's an MD. She works on research interventions aimed at promoting the well-being of medical students, residents, and physicians. That's all for this episode of Road to Resilience. The podcast is a production of the Mount Sinai Health System in New York City. It's made by me, John Earl, Nikki Cheatham, and Emma Stoneham. Our executive producer, as always, is Lucia Lee. From all of us, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month with some new episodes.